Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the podcast edition of It Really Does Matter, episode number 15. And today I do have a serious topic that I'll save for segment two on the Blessed Virgin Mary. But I thought that before I actually get into that topic, I would have a little fun. You see, when my first son was born, pretty soon afterward, I recorded a podcast with him and You might have heard a little cooing in the background, so now that I'm back to podcasting, I need to do this with my other son. So you may hear a little cooing in the background here, because in my lap, I have Benedict, my second son. He's actually now almost seven months old while I'm recording this, and he is pulling on the cord to my headphones, so he is a bit grabbly here. He's definitely very alert, loves to look around, actually took him to SeaWorld not too long ago, and he actually just like craned his neck out there trying to see what was going on. Very curious, and is otherwise actually a pretty calm baby, really cuddly, really snuggly. Actually, it's just nice, just the way he fits in my arm. Careful with that microphone, buddy. Yeah, you can talk to the world. Sure, tell all the world listening to this podcast that you're here. You are a really nice little baby. Adorable little baby. And the nice thing about it is is that Big Brother Simon just really loves him. I've actually heard some Catholic writers say, Oh, go on, Coo. Coo into the microphone. I've heard some Catholic writers say that the best gift that you can give your children is a sibling, and that was definitely true for my older son, because he just absolutely loves his little brother. It is actually funny, because I was joking one time to Benedict that, hey, if you don't behave, I'm going to let your brother kiss you, and Simon heard it. He said, brother, kiss you, and he kissed him. Simon's just been excited ever since he met his little brother. Always wants to play with him. And I think, at least I hope they're going to have a lot of fun once Benedict is mobile. He's already getting to where he rolls. you got to watch where you put him or he'll roll off and he'll smile at you as he tries to do it too. Because he's very smiley. He's also growing very well. He's actually a pretty big guy for his age too. Isn't that right, buddy? It's holding these little guys close to me. That always makes me wonder how we can really even take seriously, or, well, I guess we got to take them seriously because they're causing serious problems, but how anyone can really take seriously the mission of something like Planned Parenthood, or someone who really is big into contraception, or we got to be careful not to have too many kids. Because, yeah, it is definitely harder going from one to two kids. Because if one of us is gone and they're both there, the other one's outnumbered. But just seeing them together. And I think Benedict really enjoys Simon's company, too. I mean, he's seen Simon jumping around. He's just laughing. And just seeing how these two boys just really seem to love each other. I I just couldn't imagine not having them. Or wanting to 
think of them as some kind of just a burden. Yes, there's definitely a lot of hard work involved in having these little guys. You know, they need to be fed. They need their diaper changed. They want your attention. But really, it's wonderful. What could be better? It's not to say that there's never times when I'd like to just read or rest or anything. And sometimes we get to and sometimes we don't. But there's not really anything better, to say. When we have a vocation as husbands and wives and parents, these kids are just so precious. Life. And, and of course, for us, it, there, there was no question, of course. You know, we, we want our babies. But it is just such a beautiful choice to cooperate with God in bringing life to the world. And I think Benedict's getting a little tired here. So I'll take a break and I'll be back to talk about the Blessed Virgin Mary. Welcome back. And it's just kind of interesting that the break that you will perceive when you're listening to this, and you can see I have my baby back. I'm actually holding him again, and he just got up from a nap, and he's cooing a little bit at me. It's actually very nice, but you only perceive a break of really a few seconds, but it's actually been a few weeks since I recorded that first segment. I meant to have this all done and ready sometime fairly early in the month of May, but I'll tell you, it's definitely a lot harder to do the full show than it is to do lunch break, because lunch break, I just use my portable equipment and I record anywhere, but these shows, yeah, Benedict, yeah, these shows, I basically need to find a quiet time. I try to go into my studio that I have at home and use my equipment and Sometimes need to figure out what it was my older son did with all the knobs because he does like to get his hands on him if he's in here with me. The younger son likes to grab stuff too, but he's really too small to turn the knobs. In fact, he's now getting close to eight months old. But I did want to go ahead and do my talk on the Blessed Virgin Mary. Now, I actually, if you look in my RCIA Talks, you'll see a much more full presentation on this. This is just really an abbreviated one. And it's very fitting that the church uses the month of May to honor Mary. Happens to be the same month that we celebrate Mother's Day. Because Mary, of course, is the mother of our Lord. She was not just an entry point for him. I mean, Jesus was actually conceived in her womb. Of course, it was by the power of the Holy Spirit and not in the normal way that you and I were conceived. Developed there for nine months and she gave birth to him and then she raised him and even changed whatever equivalent of diapers they had back then. I'm not even sure what they really did. She would have most likely taught him to read and even taught him to pray. I mean, imagine teaching God to pray. So one of the things that we as Catholics have as a dogma, you have to believe it to be Catholic, is that she was immaculately conceived. And that does not mean, or rather, it does not refer to her conception of Jesus in her womb. 
but rather the conception by her parents that from the moment of her conception she was preserved from original sin, and she remained sinless throughout her whole life. Because if you're going to have God himself in your womb, you could just disintegrate if you had sin on your soul, because God and sin are just not compatible. They don't go together. We, of course, with Mary being the mother of our Lord, call her the mother of God. And some Protestants will say, well, Mary was really just the mother of Jesus' human nature. But as Frank Sheed put it, natures do not have mothers. And Jesus is a divine person. Even though he had a full human nature, he was not a human, or he is not a human person. He is a divine person. So to be his mother, Mary has to be the mother of God. And people in that day would have had a sense of the sacred that you don't see much of now. And so Mary and Joseph would have very much revered that son that they had, that they knew was the son of God. And they would not have had other children, and Mary would have remained perpetually a virgin. She had God in her womb. It was no longer suitable for just an ordinary person. And at the end of her life, this body that had borne God was not just going to be buried to be food for worms and decomposers and whatever else. God brought her body and soul into heaven. That's the other dogma that we call the Assumption of Mary. The two dogmas that have been declared using papal infallibility in its strongest sense, as you would say, an actual ex-cathedra declaration of the Pope. That doesn't mean that there's not other things that we have to believe. Of course, we have to believe everything that the church teaches, but those are two that are declared by an ex-cathedra declaration of a Pope to be infallible. And you can hear it from the way I'm talking, that everything that the church believes about Mary is meant to point us towards Jesus. When Jesus was about to change water into wine, Mary gave an instruction that we can all apply to our lives today, and that is, do whatever he tells you. We honor Mary because God honored her. In fact, we honor all the saints because God honors them. You know, he, The church ordinarily requires two miracles before someone nowadays is recognized as a saint. We look for proof that God is honoring this person and is holding him up for us to honor that person. And with Mary, God honored her, and so do we. So that's all I have today for today's show. You will probably notice that this podcast now has a new home. We are now at podcast.davidansel.com where you can find all the talks that I still have and were able to upload. You can also go to my webpage at www.davidansel.com and you'll see it's also been revised. The blog is no longer a separate section. It's really the main focus of the page. And if you go to the old weblog.davidansel.com, you will just simply be redirected. So it will still work. So please do check out what I've got now up on the web. And I thank you for listening, and may God bless you.